0: After all, a girl might expect almost anything on a second honeymoon. Anything but murder.
1: The National Broadcasting Company presents The Adventures of the Abbots, starring Les Damon and Claudia Morgan as Pat and Jean Abbott those popular characters of detective fiction created by Francis Crane. NBC invites you to join Pat and Jean each week at this time for another exciting recorded adventure in romance and crime. Now here is Jean Abbott to set the stage for tonight's puzzle in murder.
0: Pat and I'd left San Francisco, our hometown and headquarters for Pat's business as a private detective. We'd taken the car and headed off into the mountains, high up, where it was cool, quiet, and we could be alone. You can underline that word, alone. We were going to enjoy a second honeymoon, and joy is <laughs> putting it mildly. We had so much fun, we decided to play hooky from the cops and robbers game for an extra week, and drive east across the plains. Just wander and stare like tourists at the scenery, chat with the characters in those isolated towns, wind up evenings at a lodge under a desert sky. The heartland of the states as you drive across is empty for huge stretches, with raw gashes cut deep into the bare face of the earth. It's rock-strewn, solitary, sometimes ominous blue, Pat?
2: Oh, little, darling.
3: Just thinking about this racket I'm in.
0: Oh, <laughs> what's wrong with it? You catch killers, you earn a fat fee.
3: Yeah, big deal.
0: Oh, well, what's the matter with that, dear?
3: Oh, well, I don't know. I understand the details. Chemistry, physics, ballistics, law, that's easy. But why? Why this business of... Supposedly civilized human beings knocking each other off on the clock. <laughs> I hope no reporter ever asked me my philosophy of crime. I haven't any.
0: Well, you're not usually philosophic, Pat. I know the symptoms, dear. When you get talkative and moody, you're, um, hungry. Maybe. Look, that sign. Where? Oh, we just passed a sign. It said, Approaching Carville. How's for stopping there and having a steak? Okay. Carville.
3: Carville? The...
0: You know the town?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, now I know. Larry Martin works here.
0: Well, who's Larry Martin?
3: He's a newspaper man, a friend of mine. He used to work in San Francisco. Now he's managing editor of the Carville Register.
0: We look him up. Oh, that's a novelty. What is? An old friend of yours turning out to be a man instead of a gorgeous woman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dull, huh?
0: Oh, no, not for me. Maybe for you. You used to know women, brother. Ah, uh,
3: please. My wife is around.
0: Oh, sorry. What kind of guy is Larry Martin?
3: Oh, a Crusader type. Used to say, I may be a starving newspaper man, but I take no applesauce from anybody. (laughs) Sounds corny, but he meant it. He's out of date, but wonderful. You like him? And yarns. Oh, that guy'll spin them all night. People he's met, impressions he's had about life.
0: Well, let's not get too enthusiastic, pal. We'll end up killing a whole evening with him. And this is our second honeymoon, remember? Oh, no. Later on, you'll have to do something to remind me of it. As you approach Carville, you sense the excitement of a boom town. The flashing neon signs in the twilight and uh, a bit too big. Joey's Air Cool Cafe. Beer on ice, gas, souvenirs. The field hands dismount from their horses to play the pinball machine in the lobby of a cheap hotel. The newly made signs, the crude with staggering prices. Shave a dollar fifty. You tense a bit coming in over the railroad tracks and the highway. You know a boom town often has a rough crime rate, too. Carville was a mining town before, the wooden arms of the old dredges and cranes loomed up against the dark sky. Like uh, gallows. Oh, we don't have to bother looking
3: for Larry in the phone book, dear. See the little two-story building over there? Carville will register.
0: Oh, fine, Pat. Oh, there's a the parking spot.
3: Uh-huh. I used to tell Larry... Don't I...
0: turn around, dear. Huh? Just park quickly and quietly. Why? What is it? Uh, a staring contest. First, that cop glared at us for no reason, and now the two men behind us staring. <laughs>
3: well, so what? It's a small town. West
0: Green It looks like they hate you before they met you. Gives me the shivers. We raced up the rickety stairs of an old building. We found Larry Martin, the newspaper man. He was surprised and happy and insisted that we walk around with him and see his presses and teletypes. Then we went to dinner at a roadhouse on the state highway. It was a roadhouse you wouldn't expect in normal times. There was dice, roulette, slot machines. One of them even played for $100 gold pieces.
3: The carvel's doing all right, huh, pet. Yeah, Larry. How long will it last? Well, no telling. That vein of ore they struck just doesn't seem to have an end. Besides, we're on the main road to Ferguson City, and there's been ore discovered there, too.
4: Uh-huh.
3: Well, how's it going, Larry? The paper, I mean. Oh, uh, great. You're still saving the world every day in print? No. Yeah. I don't get out to the prospecting area much. Too busy at my desk. But there's some amazing stories about Get Rich Quick boys breaking from there.
0: Well, who's the uh, big shot?
3: Uh, what do you mean, Jean? Oh,
0: that uh, short, fat fellow just came in with the blonde girl, the one everybody's bowing and scraping to. Oh,
3: that's Uncle Walter.
0: Uncle Walter? Or
3: Walter Bradford. Now, there's the kind of amazing thing I mean. Walter used to own a general store here. Made a small living. Along came the boom, and Walder's probably the most important man in town. Very popular, very generous. That's why we call him Uncle Walder. He's an easy touch. Well, if he's so popular, why the two mugs with him? Are those guys? We're just friends.
0: Well, the uh, blonde doesn't look like his wife. His wife would be older, not quite so brassy.
3: Well, she's uh, his girl, that's all. <laughs> quite a kid, Florence. Used to work in a diner on the highway.
0: Mm, now she's wearing a mink. <laughs> Yes, yeah, he must be quite a kid.
3: Does uh, Bradford own this place? Well, I might have a small piece of it. I don't know.
0: Well, he certainly doesn't mind fighting in public. Uh, uh,
3: what have you been up to, Pat? I-, I got a wire story about you solving a robbery in San Francisco, but uh, where were you before? It's been two years. Uh, if you it... know this, Walter, you better calm him down. Uh, I'll never forget the last night we spent together, Pat. At Santa Monica, wasn't it? Uh,
0: Pat, look at that Florence go marching out. Talk about leaving in a huff. Uh, Pat
3: was supposed to get on the train back to see you, Jean. Uh, do you mind if I tell her what happened? Oh, go right ahead. Well, the party was on the beach, Gene. Not far from where Sunset Boulevard hits the Pacific and...
4: Pat! It's outside, Gene.
3: Something's happened out there. Uh, they'll straighten it out. Just stay here. Stay here? I just saw that blonde fall down through the glass door. Same old Pat. smells trouble like a hound dog. Goes racing for it.
0: Come back, Pat. I'll go with you, Pat. Pat, I'm
3: telling I'll be you... i right back, Larry. If I can push my weight through this crowd. Excuse me, please. Where are you, Gene?
0: Right behind you, dear.
4: There. Now... Pat. Uh,
0: huh? touch. She's dead. That... that spring knife stabbed her.
3: What's everybody standing around for? Send for the police. Who are you? Pat Abbott, private detective.
5: You can leave.
3: I said, did anybody send for the police?
5: Don't allow anyone to leave the club. Lock the doors. There a doctor here. You're all excited, aren't you, Mr. Abbott? No, not at all, pal. Just routine. I said you can leave. We'll try to struggle along without you. Okay. I just wanted to help, Mr. Bradford. Oh, how did you know my name? Well, Your Uncle Walter, it gets around. The coroner's coming. He'll take care of everything. Uh-huh. Now, somebody must have seen what happened. Who did? Mr. Bradford and this girl were just outside this doorway here. Well, anybody see what happened? I said, did anybody see what happened? You see, Abbott? Nobody saw nothing. Nobody.
3: Now, That's ridiculous. Half a dozen people were standing here. You, from the parking lot. And you, the hat check girl. You both saw it, didn't you?
5: You're stinking drunk, Abbott. Oh, come on. I'm perfectly sober.
0: What do you mean, saying he's drunk? And what's this all about? Where are the police?
5: Break up this crowd. Everybody out. Quit snooping around. Are you hard of hearing, Abbott? I
3: said everybody out. Yes, I heard. I'm staying till the police arrive. A girl has been murdered. There are half a dozen witnesses. I want it cleared up. We clean up our own mess.
5: We don't want no help from outsiders. When it comes to murder, you've got no choice. You're in Carville, mister. We run it this way. You fancy guys can have your own ideas. Now, look, Bradford, I wouldn't be boasting about this deal if I were you. My gosh, and we were so hospitable to you, weren't we? Murder is murder, Mr. Bradford, in Carville or anywhere else. Oh, is that so? Well, now, I wouldn't have known that. I'm what you smart guys call a poor hick, Abbott. Never had a chance to learn much. You might think that was too bad. But it's awful handy sometimes being ignorant. You're covering up a murder, Bradford. Now you let go of me. Now you look, Abbott. Don't go sticking your kisser into something where you don't belong. No wonder I don't like your type. You talk too much. You get hot-headed. You think everything's your business. Pat, listen to me. Now calm down me. i got to talk to you. Pat, will you listen? What
0: kind of a town is
5: this? He won't listen to reason, Larry. Not for me anyways. You try if you want. Yes, sir, Mr.
3: Bradford. Yes, sir. Pat, get out of town now as fast as possible. Are you crazy, Larry? What's got into you? I don't
0: understand what you're trying to... Gene,
3: Pat, I lied to you. You what? Walter
1: owns this place. He owns the town. He runs it. We have a figurehead
3: mayor and a phony police department. Brawls happen in this trap every night. Brawls?
0: This was murder. I'm
3: telling you, this is Walter's town. He gets away with anything.
0: He and his hoods?
3: Everybody in this town either owes Walter's or is scared of him. You too? Yeah. Me too. Look, there's no time to explain. I, I know how Walter thinks. I know what he's liable to do. What's he liable to do? I recognize the spring knife that killed that girl, Larry? A sterling silver handle? Bradford was toying with it at the table before they went outside. This is an open and shut case. Any jury would convict him in a minute. He'll be in the death house very soon. That's what you think. You're still the same, Pat, huh? Same cockeyed sense of justice that works over time. Doesn't always come out that way, Pat. Larry, you can't just write this off. They aren't going to wipe that girl's blood off the floor, toss the body in the drink and forget it. I won't let them. The authorities won't let them. What authorities? The police of this town? Some other town, you think? Who's going to tell them? Who'll testify against him if by some miracle he's brought to trial? Run for that parking lot, Pat. Take Gene and head for the highway this minute. The coroner will clean up. Clean up? Run away? Me? Yeah, you. The big deal detective was up against the facts of life for a change. He'll knock you off, Pat. You're the only thorn in his side. Now, you and Gene... As long as you're within this city limits, you're fair game, a walking target. I've got to get back to the office, make up the first edition. Remember, just get out. Don't pick a fight, don't ask questions. Write to me, huh? Tell me how it goes. And take care, keep your nose clean. Larry, wait a minute. I don't get it, Gene. He's like a terrified rabbit. what do we do? Call the state police, that's what. Come on. I'll show you. Now walk out casually. No wisecracks. Head for the door.
0: Then dash for the car. We stole out bewildered and tense. Pat was very bitter. Walter and his boys obviously had an eye on us. But we got out and found a phone booth.
3: All right, this will do it.
0: Who are you calling, Pat?
3: Ferguson City. This town has sold out. Bradford owns it like it was his own backyard. We need help from outside. I'll have the state troopers here in ten minutes. Your call, please. Uh, state Police Headquarters, Ferguson City. This is urgent.
0: One moment, please.
3: Watch the door, Gene. If you spot anybody that looks suspicious, tell me. I'll hang up. We'll try from another place.
0: Sorry, sir. Lines to Ferguson City are tied up.
3: All the lines...
0: I can try again later. May I have your name and number?
3: Never mind. <coughs> Lines are tied up. That's a stall. Bradford's got that night operator working for him. It's a cinch in a little town like this. Two o'clock in the morning. Why would the lines be tied up?
0: Well, how about sending a telegram?
3: The telegram office is closed. I noticed it on the way over.
0: Well, let's drive there. It's about 50 miles. We we can make it in an hour, dear.
3: Right. Come on. To the car. You got the road map?
0: In the uh, glove compartment. Okay. Uh... Start towards the highway, and I'll give you instructions as you go, dear. All right.
3: Um, we forget to put gas in this thing? No, look. tank is full. I'll try the lights.
0: Oh, they go on fine. Nothing wrong with the battery. You can hear the spark.
4: Well,
3: I think I know why we can't start. Wait
0: here. What is it, Pat?
3: That's what I thought. They botched up the motor while we were calling. We'll never start this car tonight. Come on, Jean, get out.
0: Okay. Where are we off to? To the bus station. Wait, Pat. Huh? Don't move. Across the street, two mugs. They were with Walter. You see them under the street lamp?
3: Yeah. All right, walk slowly. That's it, easy. See them reflected in that shop window?
0: Pat, this whole town is a trap for us.
3: Yeah. All right, walk faster. When we hit the corner, run.
0: We made it to the corner. We ran two blocks in the pitch-black night. We saw the bus station. It was deserted. But there was a light on and a man at the ticket booth. Help you, ma'am. Uh, we want two tickets on the next bus to Ferguson City. Ferguson oh, City.
1: please,
0: please, please, hurry.
3: Ferguson City. Sorry, it's all reserved. When does it leave? Yeah, be here in about 30 minutes. There's no one around. Where are the passengers with the reservations? Well, it ain't our fault if they don't show up. Uh-huh. What other buses leave tonight? Ain't no more tonight. Are you sure? You're trying to tell me my business. Never mind, skip it. Come on, Jean.
0: Pat, the railroad station, we could try that.
3: Yes, maybe. It's obvious that Bradford's got everybody eating out of his hand. Which way is the railroad station? Two blocks north. Thanks. Let's go, Jean.
0: Oh, Pat, the ticket booths are closed.
3: Well, there must be somebody around here. Trains come through. They wouldn't desert the place. Hello in there. Anybody inside?
2: Open this window. Come on, open up in there. Take it easy, stranger. What are you trying to do? Break something? Wake up the whole town?
3: I'm sorry, officer. There doesn't seem to be anybody around. So what? Well, I want two tickets on the next train out.
2: Ticket seller's going to eat. Well, there must be somebody here. Ain't nobody. Are
0: you sure, officer?
2: I'm sure. Now, cut out banging on the door and yelling, or I'll haul you in for creating a public disturbance. But
0: well, when is the ticket seller coming back?
2: I wouldn't know. Where does he go to eat? What business is it of yours? He ain't here. He won't be back for a long time. Now, move along.
0: Pat, there isn't any way out. And I'm afraid they'll kill us.
3: Yeah. You can kind of feel it. Sense it in the air. They're watching us, waiting to make the kill.
0: Pat, darling, I'm so scared. I know,
3: I know, dear, I know. But we mustn't stop trying. Now, come on. There's one more chance. A gas station might be open on the highway. Yes, look, there's a gas station, see? Now, we just wait for a car...
0: Softly lit up here, Pat.
3: we will crouch down here, back of this sign. Now, if anybody leaves a car open for a second, we grab it. Uh-huh. Shh. There's one. No,
0: he won't get out, Pat. He'll just ask for gas and sit there.
3: That's right. The station attendant will turn around, then. Maybe go inside to get change. We'll get a break. The driver will be alone at the wheel. We're lucky. A man is driving, and he's alone.
0: How do we handle it?
3: Now, look, I'll slug the driver. You jump in, grab the wheel. Uh-huh. I'll toss him aside and get in with you. Now, this is our last out, Gene. Now, come on. Watch. Wait. He asked for the gas. Good. He wants something the guy has to get from inside. All right. Now, I'll sneak around the far side by the guy's wheel. Grab him from in back. You go on the other side. Now, it's got to be done very quickly. You ready? Ready. All right. Let's go. Sorry, pal. I'll take this car.
4: Get in, Jean. I'm in. I'll
3: let go of your throat in a minute, pal. I'm not going to strangle you. I just don't want you to make any noise. Sorry, I've got to borrow the car. I'll just toss you over. Beside, take it away, Jean.
0: Which way, dear?
3: Just follow the signs to the state highway.
0: Oh, oh, brother! I thought we'd never get out of this town. Oh, <laughs> I guess we're in the clear. No,
3: faster, Jean. Drive faster. The truck, Jean! Look out!
0: You all right, Pat? Yes. Oh, that crazy truck driver cutting us off! He's standing right in our way. I- I'll get him out. Mm-hmm. Get out of the way! Pull to the side.
2: You're wasting your breath, Mrs. Abbott. He ain't moving not till I get in your car. But
0: Pat, this Mrs.
2: May... Easy, Jean. I was afraid this was the deal. I'm going to sit in the back of your car. Do you mind?
0: Yes, yes, I mind. I
2: got my own invitation. Miss Thirty Eight. Start up. Pick the next side road off the highway. Do everything he says, Gene. There's a warehouse two blocks down. Pull up there. All right, leave the car. Don't worry about it. You won't be coming back. Walk into that warehouse. Go on. The side door is open. Push it and go on in. All right, shut the door and walk down to the far end. Now, you're one of Bradford's suckers, huh?
3: Taking a chance on a double murder rap for dear old Uncle Walter. Shut up. Suppose it gets out that you knocked us off. What did Bradford do? Send a love letter to the death house? I said shut up. We drove here from farther west. They'll know we passed through Carb They'll know we never got any further. They'll... Stop, Gene. Ah! Find his barrels. Follow me.
4: You
0: all right? Yes, dear. Oh, what a wallop! I think he's out cold.
3: No, just for a minute. I didn't clip him square, just enough to knock him down. I had the wrong angle, and the shots went wild. Maybe I can get him to fire the rest of his bullets. I'll make a sound. Move the barrel. Stay very low. Good. I'll stay here. Don't budge. I'll try to sneak around in back of him. I'll crawl behind these
2: barrels.
0: Okay, dear, but be careful.
2: Come on out, Abbott. I dare you show your face. You hear me? Come on out. Okay, Abbott. My gun's empty now. Come on out. We'll make a deal. Abbott. Where are you?
3: Run for the door, Chief. <coughs>
0: yeah,
3: this time I caught him right now. Come on, let's go.
0: Darling, your mouth. He's ripped it. Never mind. <sighs> where to now?
3: The whole town will be after us. Hunting us like a wolf pack. You a lynch mob. And where's that side door? Oh, yeah, good. Sure enough, there's more hoods. Coming down the side street. Yeah. We're
0: lost, Pat. It's, it's just no use. It's no use at all.
3: Wait a minute, There's one outside chance. We're going to the newspaper office to see Larry Martin. Even if the whole town's bottled up, there's one gimmick. Come on, Gene. Pat, I told you to get out of town. Walter's in the other room checking tomorrow's paper. Yeah, Sure. Be certain nothing leaked, huh? What are you doing here in my office, you and Jean? Trying to commit suicide? They couldn't get out, Larry. They cut us off, tracked us down. I can't help you. They'd kill me,
5: too. Now get out, Pat. I beg you, I can't help you. Nobody can help you, Abbott.
0: Uncle Walter.
3: Well, you should be pleased, Bradford. Your boys have been doing a good job.
5: Not good enough. You and your wife are still alive. Now sit down, Bradford. Behave yourself, Abbott. Don't give me any orders. My mob's on the way here now, and you haven't got a bloody chance. You'll be a dead duck in three minutes. I said sit down.
3: (coughs) Now get this, Bradford. I may only have three minutes, but it's just long enough for me to kill you. And I'll do it, so help me. Before they come to take me, I'll see that you get it, and I can do it in three minutes.
0: Pat, there are a bunch of men down the street searching buildings.
3: You open your yap to call them Bradford, and I'll kill you. Pat, you're out of your mind. You haven't a chance now. I do, though, Larry. Nobody's been thinking, that's all. There is a way to contact Ferguson City. Sure, the phones are out, the roads are blocked, but you can save it. That's why I came here. What the devil are you talking about?
5: Look out the window, up the street, Walter's boys. Sure, hang up, Abbott.
3: Knock it off. Bradford, I said if you open your mouth, I'll murder you. I've been around your type long enough to know ten different ways of doing it, too. Now listen, Larry. This is a newspaper. You belong to a wire service. You've got a teletype. You showed it to us before. It reverses, doesn't it? So you can send news bulletins out if a story breaks here. Now, where's your reverse teletype?
5: No, Pat. You do what he says, Larry, and when the boys get here, I'll have them string you up. Larry, where's that reverse teletype? Which one of these confounded gadgets is it, and how does it work? Well,
0: I, I think it's this one, Pat, but I don't know how to signal with it.
5: Speak up, Larry. Larry, you help them like a little boy scout, and my boys will take care of you but good. We'll drive one of your own news trucks right over your yellow face. Larry, I know you sold out to Bradford,
3: but doesn't your stomach turn every time he gives you an order? What kind of talk is that?
5: Don't you feel good when Uncle Walter hands you the dough, Larry? Big dough? More than a bum like you ever saw in his whole crummy life? Who set you up here, small fry? Who took you on when you hopped up that freight without a dime? Is this the thanks I get? Is this the payoff?
3: Cut it out, both of you. I can't think. Larry, listen to me. You can crack Bradford now. You've got them right in your own hands. There's just about 60 seconds left. Come on, boy. This whole town has got its face in the dirt. Bradford steps all over everybody. You know the pattern. Now you can break it.
0: Pat, they're very close. They're they're almost coming up the stairs. They'll
5: kill us, Pat. They'll kill us. That's right, Larry. So be smart. Just wait a minute. You're going to be a penniless bum again, a world saver, a pushed-around-no-good newspaper man? You put one finger on that teletype, Larry, and you not only break me, you break a dozen guys. And they'll be out looking for you, and they'll take it out on you. Inch by inch. Don't listen to them. You've been threatened before, Larry. How many times?
3: And every time you did the right thing, where are your guts, Larry? They're
0: coming up the stairs, Pat. Well,
3: Larry. Flip the second key on your left, Jean. It alerts Ferguson City for a newsflash. I got it. I'll pound it like a typewriter. All right, Jean. transmit this. Send state troopers to Carville immediately. Murder.
0: Walter realized it was all over The boys terrified when they realized state troopers were coming back down Several months later, Walter was tried for homicide and convicted He said he'd killed Florence in a fit of passion when she threatened to leave him Nobody bothered going to Walter's execution Nobody gave a hoot Pat and I drove on toward San Francisco and home Larry Martin headed east to seek a job again, but this time with his immortal soul in his pocket. Pat and I were spinning along across the desert toward the Pacific Highway. Fine thing. Meaning what? Hmm, second honeymoon. Ducking bullets.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, it's different, you've got to admit
0: that. Well, I'm not that progressive, Mr. Abbott. Me, I like my second honeymoons not different and fancy and new, I like everything the old-fashioned way.
1: National Broadcasting Company has presented The Adventures of the Abbotts, starring Claudia Morgan and Les Damon, as those popular personalities of detective fiction, Pat and Gene Abbott, created by Francis Crane. The cast included Tom Shirley and Joe DeSantis. The Adventures of the Abbotts was written by Howard Merrill, original music composed and conducted by Dewey Bergman, produced by Ted Lloyd and Bernard L. Schubert, directed and recorded by Harry Frazee. This is Wayne Howell speaking. Next week, same time, same station. Another exciting adventure in crime with Pat and Gene in The Adventures of the Abbots.